All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Joe Watson here with the Nasty Knuckle Guys. You're listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your host, Terry Nasty. And former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote. As they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. Alright, welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? Sup, Brigarelia? Coming off a big game for yourself this past weekend? Yeah. Alumni action? Yeah, still recovering. You were flying. Felt pretty good. You were buzzing, yeah. even in old skates. Yeah, I Did know. Did you mind if you had your new ones that Pro- you let someone just take sure. from you? No, I just let them take them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leave the car fresh, open. Fresh wheels. Fresh wheels, boys. Anybody sees those things on eBay yeah. or something, let us know. Um, but, man, what a cool weekend seeing a lot of friendly faces, guys. It's almost like you pick right back up from where you left off, you know, but uh, it, w- it was really cool to see Mike Richards back in a Flyers jersey. Yeah, it was a lot, of, a lot of fun seeing Richie. Um, Sharpie, you know, sharpness. like uh, a little sharpness could still play, I think. Yep. He's buzzing around like you out there. Well, a little more skill, but yeah, he's buzzing. Well, I mean, you know, a little, maybe a little. He was in flow state. He was in flow state, yes, yes, he was. But it was <laughs> it was really cool. So great seeing Lates, too. Yes. Lates and Boosh. Um, all the guys, it was oh, great. Our yeah. guest today, Joe Watson. Oh yeah, flying around. Big night for kind him. Of. <laughs> yeah, kind of. 
Yeah. Well, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a lot of energy around the weekend and having Rex there and a lot of guys we talk about, like, I haven't seen, I can't remember the last time I saw Richie. Uh, yeah. Been, been a minute. Been a while, yeah. Sharpie. A couple other, a couple other older guys there too. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. That was cool. To get back yeah. to the center there and. I don't know what the exact exact final attendance was, but someone said close to fifteen thousand. Yeah, it was, looked uh, like it. it was, yeah, uh, pretty good energy in there. It was really cool. Um, just why well, even seeing some of the Bruins guys? Like, yeah, I was shocked. Al Secord kept himself in pretty damn good shape, man. But uh, it it was cool seeing everybody out there. Even when you guys did the morning skates and those uh, little warm ups, <laughs> yeah. Except for the poor goalies, they got to get all yeah. uh, dialed in and, and dressed. But um, it, it was awesome, man. It was so much fun seeing the new setup. Yeah, really seeing. That was the first time I've like been through the whole thing. I'd seen bits and pieces. They did a great job, man. Yeah, that's a Super that's cool. a that's got a loss top, back in there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, top notch setup. Um, it's, it's it's awesome. It was awesome to see. And Rax, like, what a player, man. Yeah. So deserving. Uh, that guy was one of my favorites to watch, man. God, he did it a long time, too. Yeah. Still doing it. Still doing it. A couple still snipes the there, right? Yeah, a couple snipies. Looks like he could play still. He may look <laughs> signing up to a contract. With those hands, he's put them on the PP. Why not? Snaps a biscuit around. But, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome to see. And um, I know, like, my dad was there obviously and hedgehog and all the boys Culpey and um it was just it was a lot of fun to catch up with people turk as well and then yeah. got to see the bruins uh current day equipment guys hadn't seen them in a little bit so it was just a good weekend man it was yeah high energy brad marsh did a hell of a job yes with he did the rest of the flyers charity staff and whoever else was involved but yeah i mean it was it was well organized yes, and you know, bring in that many guys and have that much fun. It's, that was, uh, it was a good weekend. So it was awesome. Until next time. That's right. Joe says he's done. I don't believe it. I don't either. Eighty years old man out there. Jeez. For him. Takes pretty wild. Equipment. Pretty wild. But he, I, I might believe him this time. Yeah. <laughs> I might believe him this time. But it was still, it was awesome, man. And he got a, a great tribute, which he should, you know. Yeah. Um. Your boy Owen Tippett. Whew. Tippy. A little tiptoe to the bank here. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Baller, eight years, six point two. Believe that's payday. correct. Not yeah, payday. Yeah, not bad. I think it's a great deal for the Flyers. Lock up a guy like I that. Really, I do too. If he keeps up the pace and keeps improving every year. It'll be a. I don't see why good investment. Yeah, very good investment. Yeah, uh, Paling signed a new deal as well. Mm -hmm. Baller, two years, one point nine each. Thanks for coming. Yeah, why not? Take it all day. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, I think both good signings. Yeah, both good signings. Yeah, especially especially Tip. Well, yeah, like you know he's still young and and I mean everything he's been doing this year. You hopefully it gets better and better as he goes here, which I think it will. Like you I think said, so Riggs. too. He I mean he plays he play, plays you know a high level game, high yeah. speed attack, shoot. I mean like. That's how you score. It's, well, that's how you score you know for what sure. Brad said. Yeah, right. Hundred percent. Got to hit the net. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got to hit the net. Yeah. Um, and True. I think since he's been hitting the net more, he's yes. been scoring more. But yeah. I think you know he got an explosive, powerful forward like that. I think he's clocked in at the one of the fastest, fastest guys yeah. this year. Um, you know, young legs, full of energy. So I mean, great, great signing. Yeah, I think great. He's going to continue to improve yep. and help add to the core group. Yep, for sure. Um, 
losing streak here. Yeah. It's got to five here. It's it's uh look a little tired, which we kind of talked touched on last week. It's it's hard to play the way they're having to play. It hasn't helped with Owen being out. Um you know, obviously Hart hasn't been able to play. Um but hopefully this rest will do them well and you know do them good and, and we come back and uh hopefully start a streak going the other way and, and, and try to Sneak our way into the playoffs here, get some playoff hockey in Philadelphia because it's yeah. been a while. Yeah, I think they just need to to, to reset, refocus. I think uh, you know the news with Carter, and I think what they, well, they've gone five and zero. I mean, I think he played the first game and then they've dropped yeah. the, the next four. But I think you know he's a huge part of the team, and it's, it's 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 unfortunate news. So I think it it affects the team chemistry to some degree, whether it's just the mental energy and. and the synergy, whatever it lands up yeah. being. But I think they just need to take this time to, like you said, rest, um, reset, and come back. Guns a-blazing. Guns a-blazing. Got to get back on track. I mean, Wayne Simmons is still out there, but he's done. Officially, unofficially retired. <laughs> yeah. Talked to Simmer the other day because we thought he was coming in for the uh, alumni game, and he just couldn't get coverage for his kids. Ah, so they were kind of stuck, yeah. Um, that would have been cool to have him. That would, man, that would have been really cool. Um, but he, he says he hasn't officially retired, but he's done. So... Does that just mean he's riding out the season? I don't know. Well, Maybe. What if someone? Well, I will now that he made that statement. Today. I had just talked to him uh, Friday, actually, Friday morning, because I said, hey. Well, you're the one who told not, me these guys yeah, playing. So I'm like, yeah. I'm thinking I'm making 13th forward again here. <laughs> you're going to get the warm up uh, well, and play. Good at that. You're buzzing. You're buzzing. Uh, you were playing either way. But yeah, no, he, uh, like I said, he couldn't get coverage. Um, but he said he's going to get back to Philly this year. Sweet. Um, uh, come in with the family and everything. So that'll, that'll be really cool. Um, it would have been great seeing him, though, play, mm-hmm. especially in the black and orange oh, again. that would be cool. Um, around the league, one of the teams we've talked about a lot is the Kings. And, man, they've been struggling. And Drew Doughty called out oh, a bunch of, his, uh, bunch of his teammates saying, almost saying happy. selfish and, you know, worrying looking for the points. Cookies. Yeah, worrying for the worried about the cookies. You're right. Um, so... But every team, like we talked about this too. Like every team goes, like there's going to be ups and downs throughout the year. So, but theirs has been going for a little bit now. They've been struggling for a while. So, um, I do like watching the Kings play. Mm-hmm. I love Anze Kopitar. Like he's he's sick. Uh, but uh, anyway, they're struggling. Yeah, they're struggling well, right now. Every team goes through at one point in the season or another. You know. Yeah. But I think they're probably in the same boat as the Flyers, just using this time to pause. Yeah. Reflect. In Mexico. <laughs> or Puerto Rico. I don't know or if you're reflecting yeah. much <laughs> on anything. Probably not. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They, they, all the guys, they, they deserve the, the break, man. It's a, it's a tough schedule. Um, All-Star Weekend. Whew. Coming up. It is. What's your favorite thing about All-Star Weekend? Or what's your favorite event? Um, I always like the, uh, the target shooting. It's mine too. I, I was, was like, say the same thing. Yeah, I actually saw a clip the other day of Chief doing it for the Flyers. Uh, yeah, did you see that? He was missed just, the first two and, and just, sniped four straight. I always thought that was cool. I don't know. Growing up, I just like shooting the it's, targets and like you got pressure like, on you. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah. the building's receive, full. Receive, yeah. release. You know, and, it's cool. I like that. Um, but I was. I also liked watching the fastest skaters, guys buzzing yeah. around the nets. You know, especially the high speed. Yeah. The guys these days, seeing McDavid's jersey just. 
flutter in the wind like Medano back yeah, in the day. Yeah, back in the day, Fedorov. Fedorov fluttering, yeah. He had the yeah. big jurors yeah. all the time. That was pretty cool. Hit the air pockets and just make you look extra fast. <laughs> Maybe I should try that. Try the exercise jersey. Yeah, get the gold It'll tie. just weigh me down more. <laughs> <laughs> You're so light. You just like oh, start floating up God. there. My thumb's still messed up from Is that it? fall. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thumb's still messed up. Um, just mentioning Carter a minute ago, um, four other teammates from that uh, junior team were uh, all turned themselves in to the London police, um, and they were charged, charged, not convicted, of sexual assault. So there's a, a press conference on Monday the 5th, February 5th, and then probably know more about what's going on. Um, so it's unfortunate times for those guys and everyone involved not just the guys but uh hopefully you know once the law does what it does we'll, we'll figure out what happened here and, and uh, what's going to happen in the future yeah yeah it is unfortunate um Very. you know serious allegations and obviously it will get resolved in court yeah. you know can't make really any any comments on that nope. and um but but we have to we have to separate being charged and convicted and you know Th- yeah. Two separate things. Two separate things. Um, so and um, yeah, it's uh, it's just it's it's tough for 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 everybody involved and you know families and just uh, you know the hockey space in general, right? Yep. It's just uh, it's just something it doesn't need, but uh, needs to be resolved, needs yep. to be addressed, and uh, you know time will tell. So yep, for sure. More updates to come. I know one thing: fans of Philly, baby. Woo! Getting close. Oh, my gosh. It's only 12 spots left, so everybody knows. There's only 12 spots left. Oh, my gosh. You better get after it. You better get, you better get your spot. I've got my spot, and you've got yours, luckily. Okay. So and I think up. Baller has his spot as well. Okay. Well. Debo, do you have a spot? He, he's, he's, he talks <laughs> a lot, everyone, Like just so you know. I don't know if he... Yeah, we got this. We didn't actually yeah. get words. He's not talking today. Not today. Day off, Wednesday. Um, no, I can't wait, man. Joe, gosh, he fired up, man. This is going to be cool. Outdoor. It'll be the best one Met yet. Life. You think it'll be the best one yet? Well, best one of our trips. Yeah, it'll be one of the best trips, yeah. Um, Even Life. we've had some good ones. We've had some really good ones. Yeah. Um, get in there and get it. 12 spots left, brother. February 17th. Whew, it's creeping. It's creeping, and like I said, only a few spots left. Jump in there, man. We're going to have a blast. Are you bringing any of the tables, like, you know, almost like the Bills Mafia, so we can do some table dives? Because I heard Baller <laughs> probably is going to come it. off the top of the bus. Yeah, why not? Table on fire. Might burn some of that hair off because he needs a haircut. And your beard. Maybe Joe will talk a little something about that when we get him on here in a few minutes. He may. <laughs> he might. <laughs> no, but seriously, you guys, check it out. Fans of Philly, definitely the best sports travel agency around. And they just do it right. They do. And I'm ex- I'm really excited for it. I text Joe last night, and I'm like, yo, what's the itinerary, bro? He's like, I got it. it to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you got it? Yeah, 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 yeah. He said it. No, no, I'll share. Relax. Well, hey, Setsy. Setsy Downski. Oh, my gosh. Keeping <laughs> no, that just, tight to your I just chest. know. Well, we've been working all morning. It uh, just came this morning. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm fired up, man. He's, he's the best. He's the best. So, looking forward to it. All right. Well, it's that time to ask. It is that time. We're ready to rock. Episode 145 with our good friend Joe Watson. Joe Watson, Joe Watson. Joe Watson, Joe Watson. Here we go. Let's go. This episode is brought to you by our good friends at Garage Beer. 
the beer-flavored beer rigs, and I love the classic lime. That's but, my go-to right now. Is it? Yeah. Yep. Feeling like you're hydrating? I feel like I'm definitely am hydrating. Little fruit, see? <laughs> it's a little fruit in there. Not bad. <laughs> you know, you can always splash. mix the water in in between no. beers. You don't just have to cross twelve, but you can. But you can. Because they're that damn good. Beer flavored beer. That's right. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote, and I'm Derek Settlemeyer. And this week we have a legend in the <laughs> studio. Oh, this boy. young man from. Born in Smithers, B.C., and I'm not talking about our boy Smithers. No, Smithers, no. B.C. was drafted from the Bruins in the expansion draft in 67. A member of back-to-back championships, 74-75 Stanley Cup champs with the Philadelphia Flyers. He played 836 regular season games, 84 playoff, and a 14-year NHL career. 11 in the black and orange. Mm. Best-selling author I have to throw in there. Oh, yeah. Two-time All-Star. Oh. Gosh. Mr. Joe Watson. Oh, yeah. what an intro. Holy God, man. <laughs> I've done a lot of these shows. I've never had an intro like this. That's oh, great, you're buddy. You're the man. You're oh, the man. thank you. Yeah, you know, it's a pleasure to be here. God almighty. Like I said, I've been traveling around a lot lately, and, and I'm doing a lot more traveling next week and at the end of this week, too, but... Uh, it's always nice to talk about hockey. Yes, and sir. I like to talk to people that know something about hockey. <laughs> yeah, right. It makes <laughs> it it's much more beneficial. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you're, you're, Joe, you're coming off a big weekend, man, and uh, it was so it was great to see even the morning skate, just seeing you in the locker room with all the boys, and and uh, I know you said it's the last time you're going to play, but. Yeah. We're short of D-man on our men's league team. <laughs> you see me move out there the other day? <laughs> Jesus, God. A bloody turtle could move quicker than me, for Christ's sake. Oh, oh boy. How was, oh. The, how was the weekend? Oh, well, man? it was very, very enduring. It really was, Jesus. You know, I uh, when I was approached by Brad, he says, Joe, we want you to play. I said, oh, no, Brad, there's no way. He says, yeah, he says, It'll consist of seven decades. I said, what do you mean, a Flyers hockey? Hmm. I said, oh, really? Okay, so uh, take my years with the Flyers and the alumni. Seven decades. I said, well, you know, if you want, I will do it. I will do it just for the sake of doing it and say I've accomplished seven decades of hockey. And uh, and so anyway, Brad says, yeah, we'll and do this introduction and everything else. And my, What I want to do was, uh, was, was get dressed with the guys and then go out on the ice when they introduced our uh, – the. Uh, the Stanley Cup team, and but Brad says no, no, no. We have a special event we're going to do. I says, oh, okay. So, but anyway, I uh, I had the pleasure of playing with guys I'd never played with before, and meeting some guys I had. I met most of the guys, but I hadn't met a couple of them. And of course, the Boston team. I mean, mm-hmm. I, yeah. And the Boston. That's where I broke in in 1965-66 with the Bruins, you know, and and uh, played there. I my first game ever with Boston was in 1965 and, and against the Red Wings. And, and the Red Wings were my favorite team as a young boy growing oh, up. Okay. And I loved Red Kelly. Oh, I okay. loved Red Kelly, so I had a chance to play against Red Kelly, you know, when he was with the, the Red Wings. And, of course, you know, Gordy, how Ted Lindsay had all these guys that I idolized when I was a young boy growing up. And uh, and i never forget we won that game for nothing. And, and Boston was last in the league that year, and Detroit was in top. We beat him for nothing, and I remember after the game, a guy named Gary Bergman. He played for the Red Wings, and he was a defenseman. He come up to me, said, "Son, he says you played a good game out there." I says, "Really?" He says, "Yeah, I want to congratulate you. Your first game ever." I says, "Yeah." 
And that was so nice of Gary oh, Bergman wow. to do. I'll never forget that, you know. And then, and then of course, uh, 66 comes along, and uh, I go to training camp, and uh, training camp is in, in, uh, in uh, London, Ontario, and I meet Orr. And we roomed together, and we lived together, for in fact. But anyway, I got a chance to meet him, and, and him and I kind of played together. And there was a guy named Gilles Marat. There was a guy named Bob Wojtowicz, Leo Boyvan, and Teddy Green. So that was our defense score. And there were six of us. And uh, so I really enjoyed playing, playing with that group of athletes. And then in 1967, expansion draft comes along, and the league that's expanded from six to 12 teams. And... Uh, and one of the teams were the Flyers. But I had a real good year in Boston. And uh, I found I wasn't protected. And uh, and Harry Sinden was a coach, and he had coached me in the minors. In Oklahoma City, we won a championship there, and he coached me in Minneapolis. Again, we had a good year. And uh, and uh, and when I found out I was available, uh, I was very, very, very upset and everything else. And they told me they thought they had never lose me first. The first player taken to the organization was myself. They thought they were going to lose a guy named Bob Wojtowicz, and then they would protect me. Well, anyway, I was taken and and uh, by the Flyers, and uh, initially I was upset, but it turned out to be, be the best thing ever happened. <laughs> I was going to say. Look, say, look uh, at, I wouldn't be here today yeah, talking to you guys. I'm having right. to come here, so what the hell, it worked out well. <laughs> I, you, you know, it was something I was going to ask you. You brought up playing with Orr. I think it was his rookie year, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. He was yeah, 18. Yeah. Could you tell... When you when you were at, I think twenty three by that time, yeah. Uh, could you tell he was something special? Well, you know what? When I saw him in, in nineteen sixty five in training camp in London, uh, he was only one hundred thirty five pounds. Wow. And I says, how Jeez. the hell can he be a defenseman? How can he be a defenseman? So he, he, you know, he was skating. He was like the he was like the the galloping gourmet. He'd come up the goddamn ice and he'd be all over the place, and he didn't know which way he was going to go. He was so powerful in his legs. So went away. He left training camp that year and went and bought a rowing machine, hmm. a rowing machine, and he rowed for three hours a day for six months. He put on fifty-five pounds of muscle. Wow! He Whoa. just totally, totally can change his body and everything else. And he came to camp at one hundred ninety pounds. Wow. And one I year, was, huh? One year, Whoa. fifty-five pounds of muscle That's he put insane. on. And I was shocked. But it was the same guy. So him and I were the only single guys in the team at the time. So we lived together in Little Nahant and everything else. And and we had a great time. We had a great time. Oh, my God almighty. What a great guy. And and we're still friends today. I talk to him, you know, infrequently sometimes. Every other month or four months ago, we'll pass him. I'll call him. But uh, he's come to my golf tournament up my hometown a few times. That's helped awesome. me in the golf tournament. That's great. And uh, we're, we, we talk. We talk maybe five, six times a year. Oh, that's awesome. And we always have good conversations and a lot of laughs. And he was telling me about the book. He says, you're going to be busy. And I, uh, there's no way I'm going to be. The, yeah, but he was right. I mean, he was busy, but you know, he sells a million. You're books. right on his heels. <laughs> right, right, right. You're right on his heels. I got nine hundred thousand to go. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be alright. You'll be there. You just started. Oh, you just started. God, yeah, but that's great. That's great. Yeah. Why don't you talk about the book? You know, ah, uh, the book, man. On it's the uh, tour. It's a labor of love. I, you know what? Uh, we went to Russia five years ago, and. Uh, and uh, Bill Meltzer, uh, Brad decided we thought we should bring Bill Meltzer because we had 15 tickets for players, and a lot of guys turned me down. A lot of guys were, didn't, or weren't interested in going to Russia. 
So we had to go and get some other guys and so on and so forth. And we got Freddie Cassivi. Now, Freddie Cassivi is a goalie for the Hershey Yeah, Bears. I remember Freddie. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Thank God he came because we were over. <laughs> we were we were over. Oh, my God. I mean, we were playing a young guys. And Christ, I'm only, I was 75 then. And I'm playing against guys who are 30, 35 years old. In fact, I hit a guy in, uh, in Red Square in Moscow. And uh, separated my shoulder, had a, had a shoulder no operation. Come on. When I came back, yeah, <laughs> I had a shoulder operation. Well, the guy was coming it's down. He was coming down. pretty fast. I said, I'm going to get this guy. <laughs> he ran over me. <laughs> he broke stride, but he ran over me. And next thing you know, I'm in the, I get back to Philly. I have to go get a, an operation in my Jeez. shoulder. My, my right wing. But, but uh, you know, or... Or was uh, I honestly think the best player that ever laced a pair of skates on? Wow. He revolutionized the game of hockey. He did. I talked to Paul Coffey about this when Paul Coffey played for the Flyers, and he says, "I remember you guys played together and everything else. I used to watch Or. I do whatever Or did, you know, try to emulate whatever Or did, you know." And he was only eight years old at the time. He was telling me, and and Or would never wear socks, never wear mm. socks, and wow. and a lot of guys, a lot of guys tried that, you know. Uh, but he just did so many things. And Orr, the thing about Orr, he had such strong forearms. And normally your position of your hands are here are for passing. You know, stick yeah. handling. I mean right. stick handling. Yeah. And passing here and then shooting here. But Orr always had his hands like this. So you didn't know. You'd, you're expecting him to stick handle, not not pass or shoot. Right. But Orr would shoot the puck from this position a lot of times. Mm. He was so strong in the forearms. Wow. And he ripped the shot. And oh, my God almighty, he was a crazy crazy he was so powerful and and he could fight when he had i remember he fought teddy harris one time in montreal and teddy harris was a tough guy he was one of the toughest guys in the leagues big tall guy six three six four for montreal that's big then or 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 hit him a shot man and he knocked him down he hit him a shot and or was only 18 at the time and teddy was a tough guy they had john ferguson and, and and teddy harris but but or was strong he was tough if he had to fight he could fight Wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, going back to your trip in, uh, in oh, yeah, Moscow I'm there. Yeah. You yeah. said you brought Bill Meltzer there. And- yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, and uh, and we toured around. We we went to a place called Kazan. And then uh, wherever we went, wherever we went, we saw people with flyer jerseys on. I bet. And, and the sad thing about the whole thing, I couldn't tell Mr. Snyder this because he passed away about six months earlier. Mm. Because he was, when, when we went, we went to Europe nine times. And wherever we went, we always saw people with flyer jerseys. He used to come up and ask, well, do you see flyer jerseys? I said, oh, yeah, people wearing flyer jerseys and everything else. And he, that made him so excited. And he would have really been excited. To, he hated the Russians. Yeah. But <laughs> when he, he had found out the Russians, the Russians were wearing flyer jerseys in Russia, he would have changed his mind on yeah. the Russians. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure That's he would have. Right. Sure. That's right. But uh, uh, we played in, uh, we, wherever we, we sold the buildings out, we played in uh, St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. And St. Petersburg had Kovalchuk. They had a real good, oh, wow. they had a lot of good players. Oh, my God. Did you give them a two-hander or anything? No, no. Well, we <laughs> never played against them. We never oh, played against them. Oh, okay, okay. But we played against their alumni team, you know. Yeah. And uh, and wherever we went, buildings were sold out. We had 13,500 in in, uh, in uh, uh, St. Petersburg. Yeah. And we played in, in Moscow in, in, uh, in Red Square. Oh. And uh, a lot of people were there. And then we played in a little place called Kazan. Kazan, which the president of the country played in the game. Oh, wow. And uh, 
So we go in the shootout. We go in the shootout. And I told Freddie Cassivi, I said, Freddie, if, this, if the president of the of, of the country comes in and takes a shot, let him score. Because if he does score, they'll throw the biggest party we ever had in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> and it was true. That's the true. Russians threw this party for us. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's good thinking there. Yeah, 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 That's smart. Yeah. That's smart. Oh, oh boy. Oh, That's boy. Great. But, uh, you know, just uh, yeah, the Russians were nice to us. They treated us royally. I'll tell you the one thing. I made a mistake. I bought four, four uh, Putin jerseys to get signed. I want to, you know, I wanted to auction them off in 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 the states, sure. in Canada. I never got the jerseys. Oh, <laughs> he bet. kept the jerseys. No. Yeah, he kept. He never gave them to me. Yeah, oh. I paid. I paid two hundred dollars a piece for the damn things too. Wow. He never. Then, he never yeah. paid me. Never. He never. Well, he never me. gave me the jersey. He said he would. I never got them. You better reach out. Yeah, never <laughs> yeah. I'll call a couple people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Back but I never got my jerseys. Son of a guy. The only disappointing about the whole trip was the, was I never got my jerseys. Yeah. But anyway, that's the way it goes. Yeah. I guess I should have known better. But he was really good to it. The Russians were good to us. They treated us royally. In fact, he okayed the whole trip. You know, he had to. Really? Yeah, yeah I guess yeah. so. He brought us into the country. That's awesome. And he was supposed to play, but he never played against us either. That would have been cool. Never, yeah, he had to play, but he didn't play. Because Red Square was a place, and the Kremlin's right there in Red Square, eh? And, uh, but he never played in the game with us. Yeah, uh, never played. Yeah. Interesting. So is that trip inspired, did that kind of help inspire the book? Obviously, you got a ton of yeah. stories. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right, Riley. You know, I said, if I ever decide to do a book, I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to get Bill Meltzer, because when we were over there, there was a big following of our team that we're over there playing, and there were a lot of people in America were following our team, which I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. Till he told me, I said, "Holy shoot!" So then I said, "You know," I said to my wife one night, uh, "If I wake up on the right side of the bed, I'm going to write a book. And if I wake up the left side of book, a left side of the bed, I'm still going to write the book." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And that was it. About a year and a half later, I approached Bill, and that was it. You know, and it's just been <laughs> a lot of work. That's what I would say. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine it goes yeah. into that. Bill's probably been really awesome to work with, eh, yeah. as far as yeah. you know, he, piecing stories together. You know, and organizing you're absolutely thoughts. right. He, Riley, he really is good at it, man. Mm-hmm. I'd give him, I'd tell the stories and he'd write them down and then he had this, he had this tape machine and everything else and he would condense things and we would go over the book and say, well, this is not right. There's about five or six things were wrong and that was my mistake. I should have read the damn book before before we released it. But we released it. And there was four or five things that were wrong, but we made the corrections on the third. On the third printing is coming out here in March, so oh, okay. there's, those five things are corrected now. All yeah. right. Yeah, nice. you know, spelling. There's a couple of spelling mistakes, and it happens. And there was other little stories there, a little confusing. Yeah, but we got, got it you. all straightened away. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're on the tour, banging yeah, the drum. You're on the tour, <laughs> yeah. catching up. With I'm going Orsi. to Boston. I'm going to Boston. Great. Uh, I went to New York and at Smith and Walensky's. Uh, there in December, and uh, yeah, so you know, traveling here and there, yeah, nice, yeah. Um, I had a question, Joe. You <clears throat> you brought up uh, legendary Harry Sendon, um, and I know uh, you played Minneapolis Bruins. Yep. Is that where you played yep. for him? Yeah. Um, what, what was the what was that league like? It was the CPA Central, Central Professional Hockey. It was okay. a good league. That's where all the all uh, the, the National League teams sent all their young players to develop. Okay. And it was a good league. I mean, it was a good league, man. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, 
Freddie, Freddie Sure was a coach of the St. Paul Rangers. Oh. And we were in Minneapolis, and there's only eight miles separating the two towns. So we used to have some battles with them. That's when I first uh, first uh, uh, met Freddie Shiro. Right. And, uh, and uh, of course, Harry, Harry. Harry was a playing coach. So we're playing against the Omaha Knights, and they had Noel Picard. And there's a fight breaks out. He goes around, right, he hits Harry from the side, breaks his jaw, knocks out about 13 goddamn teeth and everything else. Hits him a wow. shot like this. The dirty bastard. And he was so big, he was about 250. And wow. we had, we, our smallest, our biggest guy was probably 190. What the hell was crazy? 250 is huge back then. Oh, right? God, he was huge. Man. That's yeah. a big man now. Yeah. Yeah. Noel right. Picard, Noel Picard. Oh, he was a dirty bastard. And he didn't, you know, <laughs> it was crazy. But, but Harry, he taught me so much. He helped me so much. I played with him. Him and I played defense together. Okay. And then in 64, we had the team there. And then they moved the franchise to Oklahoma City in 65. And uh, Harry again was a coach. He wasn't playing. He was a coach then. Right. And uh, but he was he was a guy that really developed helped develop me. Right. You know, I wasn't a great skater. I could get there and accomplish what I had to accomplish when I got to the, the wherever I had to go. But I wasn't a powerful skater like my brother Jimmy. Jimmy's a hell of he was a hell of a skater. He was our best. Him and Moose Newport were our two best skaters on our team for his defense go. Uh, and, you know, they were as fast as anybody we had in our... McLeish was probably our most graceful skater, yeah. you know, but... Uh, oh, he could skate, huh? Huh? He could skate. Oh, you know what? You know what he used to t tell us to do? Pass the puck to my skate. Hmm. Because the player won't be able to touch the puck when it's in my skate. Because the puck... And what he'll do, he'll direct the puck from his skate onto his stick and... He goes in between oh. guys and he'd walk in and score a goal. It was crazy. Wow. But he says, aim for my skates, pass it my skates, and I'll bang it off my, I'll, I'll push it from my skate onto my stick. He was so smooth, McLeish. And you know what he did? He took, he took, uh, he was a figure skater until he was nine years old. Oh, really? Wow. wow. Nine yeah. years old, he did figure skating. Interesting. And then he started playing hockey. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. Oh, Build a wow. strong foundation for skating. Yeah. 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 He could, but he was so life. graceful. Oh yeah. my God, his turns were exceptional. Exceptional. Yeah. Kind of like you, Nast, at Men's League. <laughs> I'm not sure about that, Joe. You see, <laughs> hey, listen, we played, Joe came out with us a few times way back when I first got here. Uh, we used to play in the mornings yeah. with uh, Mr. Yeah. Luke O and yeah. John Page. John, and all I went out once. I said, that's it. I, well, then I, was, a goddamn I was lucky sticks. enough. I was lucky. He was coaching as he played. He yeah. was all over us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were you, guys were, you guys weren't bringing it? Oh, we weren't bringing oh, it Oh, God almighty. Oh, like, boy. Oh, it was great. And though. I said, oh, there's no way. Too many goddamn six were in the air. Next thing you know, you're going to clip. Oh, I yeah. said, I'm out here. I did that once. Peter said, no, you got to come out. I said, yeah, I'll come out. So I went out once. And I said, and only once I told him that was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, those skates. Uh, I, was, yeah. I was lucky because I was there for that one then because I was out there. Um, yeah. It's funny, uh, in Boston, you are actually uh, teammates with Bernie there. Yeah. And then you come back here. Yeah. And when you yeah. win the first cup, it's against the Bruins, obviously. Yeah. yeah. How was that? It was oh, my God. I was so happy because, you know what? I was so upset when that when I got – when I came well, – I was initially upset, and the best thing ever happened to me was – but yeah. anyway, uh, so we beat the Rangers in, in seven games in 1973-74 season to go in the playoffs against the Bruins. And the Bruins had eight days, seven days off. They had beaten Chicago very handily. So they're waiting for the Rangers. They thought they were going to play the Rangers. They were, they were training for the Rangers. Well, lo and behold, we beat the Rangers. 
And I remember we had one day off. We won on a Sunday afternoon, and we had to play Tuesday night in Boston. Wow. And Boston had been off for seven, eight days. So in a way, I'll never forget, we, we go to Boston, and I pick up a Boston Globe. And, uh, and the story was headlines. This is anticlimactic. We just beat a better team. They get to the finals that we're going to play for the finals of Stanley Cup. I said, who in the freak made that statement? Yeah, right. I looked, it was Freddie Shiro. Freddie Shiro made that statement. He says, we just beat a better team. They get the finals that we're going to play for the finals Stanley Cup. I said, Freddie, what the hell are you talking about? We haven't beaten Boston in seven years in their building. He says, I know that. He says, we're not going to show them any respect. We're going right after them. And what we're going to do, we're, the, the buildings are warm. The buildings are warm and else. And you know what? We're going to shoot the puck in his corner, make go back, make him go back and get it. Every time he touches the puck, get in his way, make him exert some energy. He might dominate the first three or four games, which he did, but after that he was tired. He was tired, and uh, we wore him down. He was playing 35, 40 minutes a game. Jeez. Or, and it was really, really hot. Oh, my God. And playing against the Broad Street Bullies, it was always a very physical game, and you know you banged him whenever you possibly could when you can catch him. But uh, Freddie, I'll never forget Freddie said, we're not going to show any respect for them. We're going right after them. It's going to be a physical series. So I, it was a physical. Some games were three and a half, four hours long. Wow. So many bloody fights. Oh. I remember we were up three to one. We go back to Boston for the fifth game. All hell broke loose. All hell broke loose in the warm-up. It didn't start in the warm-up, but it, there was a lot of things being said in the warm-up. And next thing you know, the game starts and, Right, it was a four-hour game. A four-hour wow. game was terrible, wow. terrible, terrible. And then we knew, and we got beat five to one in that game in their building. And we knew we had to win the next game, or we also have to go back to the Boston for the seventh game. That wouldn't have been good. So, so the sixth game, uh, we uh, we went well. We went after. We always went after them. But I'll never forget. We're up one nothing. There's about three minutes to go in the game, and Kenny Hodge comes down and takes his shot right from the top of the circle. Now, Hodge, Hodge is your Bobby. He could shoot the puck, big guy. And and I thought it was in. I was on the on the, on the bench. I was watching the whole play. I said, holy shit, this is going in. He, Bernie Bernie somehow got his toe on the puck just as it was going in. Wow. And he made the save, and then I knew we were going to make it. So, yeah. so, <clears throat> so this is the last game, and uh, I'm out in the ice, and uh, just as we're ready to drop the puck, Bernie says, hold it, 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 hold it. <laughs> So I said, what the, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? He said, Joe, I want Art Scove to come here. Now, I don't know if I should say what I'm going to say. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but anyway, Art Scove's going to, I want Art Scove to come over. And Bernie said, he says, Joe and Art, he says, just tink. <laughs> we're we're, we're going <laughs> to. I said, what the hell? And if you watch it, Art Scope go like this. Right. He's going like that. Oh, he With how much time? Like, not much there time. There 50 seconds to go with it. And you're up one nothing. Yeah, we're up one nothing. <laughs> Holy shit. And everybody, were, and I'm like, I, I put my head down, and Art goes like this. Art's laughing his ass off, and he sits his head down like this. Oh, it, it was crazy. So I was asked after the game what he said. I said, well, I can't tell you that. <laughs> That is unreal. Oh, but that's Bernie. That's yeah, Bernie. I was going to yeah. say, that yeah. doesn't the sound pressure, out of the character. Pressure, the pressure. 
Yeah. The pressure only great. Yeah. He calls you over. That's great. Yeah. Oh, oh man. God. I said, what the hell's wrong? What's going on? He said, Joe, listen to this. I'm going to tell you. I want Art to come. <laughs> so he said that. You imagine oh. 50 seconds, you're going to the Stanley Cup. And you're up 1-0. Oh, my God. Oh, oh boy. Bernie, yeah. I remember Bernie at, um, in the summers when you guys do the uh, the fantasy camps. Yeah. I remember Bernie telling us some stories and they were awesome and and yeah. uh he said something uh you could correct me if i'm wrong but he said when or got the puck near the end of the game there's just a few seconds left and the people are counting They're, down and he looks up and he yeah. says and he threw the puck down he goes and he no burnt, no 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 or, or shot the puck towards the net you're towards right net. you're right you're right and, and it missed the net bernie wasn't watching didn't even freaking see it go by the net <laughs> what said, if he had a scored yeah, that's that. what, he would have been shot for uh, Christ's Bernie, sake. Bernie said, I was looking up the clock and or threw yep. the puck down. Yep. And he goes, if he hit the net, we might not be here today. <laughs> <laughs> so I go behind the net, and I'm the last guy to touch it. So, you know, I look, and there, there's seven seconds to go, so I don't touch it because, you know, as soon as I touch it, the face-off back in their zone. And the first guy to near me was Cashman, so I touched the puck. There was four seconds to go. Well, what happened? There's so much noise and, 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 and everything in the building the timekeeper didn't hear the whistle blow. So he let the clock run down to one second. He realized, so, you know, it was too late then because people are coming over the boards and everything yeah. else. But but anyway, Terry Chris, Terry Chris, the little little rascal, he played <laughs> four or five shifts in that game. He jumped off the bench and grabbed the puck from the linesman. He still has a puck today from wow. our first Stanley Cup win. He has a puck He's today. And 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 uh, <laughs> he says, right. I says, you know, I, he said, it's over. I said, no, it's not over. Yeah, it's over. And, and he, he was right. It was over. Because wow. the face-off would have been back in there. But he still has the puck today. He's got wow. it. Little bugger. Jesus Christ. You're going to grab that? I never it. thought of even grabbing it. The game wasn't over. Right. I was the last guy to touch yeah. it. Yeah. I never thought of grabbing it. And Crispy, he knew what he was doing. But Man. he still has the puck today. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice souvenir. Yeah. yeah, it is a nice. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's the earliest expansion team ever. You know. Yeah, yeah. right. I right. mean, and 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 they want the puck and everything else. The NHL want it. The, the oh, I'm Hall sure of they fame, do. Hall of Fame. I'm yeah, sure they yeah. want it, but they're never going to get it. I don't think. You know, <laughs> talk about selling your shit. Is it, is it, <laughs> it could just yeah. to sell the yeah. sell the biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that That's must have been amazing. something quite the quite the celebration. I'm well, sure, it was. Right? It yeah. really was. It really was. And the next day, you know, we had the parade. You know, and. Man, and, those uh, pictures. Oh, Jesus. Not, uh, <laughs> we came along at the right time. Yeah. We came along at the right time. We did because the city itself was a dire strait of needing something. Yeah. Uh, you know, things were like they are today. People getting shot left and right and beat up and all this other stuff. But we came along at the right time. We gave the, gave the whole area a boost. And uh, and that that's why, that's why we're the most popular team, the Broad Street Bullies, of all the sports teams in Philadelphia, I was at a banquet just recently, and Joe Conklin said, there'll never be another team like the Broad Street Bullies, and they'll be remembered the rest of their life. The Broad Street Bullies will. Yeah. The yeah. Phillies, Phillies okay, Eagles, Sixers, but there's nothing like the Broad Street Bullies. Right. Yeah, it's I agree true. with that. A no, friend of mine just came, back from, uh, just came back from Prague here about three months ago, and he gets in a cab in Prague. And the cab, the cabbie asked him, uh, where are you from? He says, Philadelphia. He says, home of the bullies. And the guy said, what? Hmm. Home of the Broad Street bullies. Wow. Holy wow. shit. And Prague of all places. Yeah, yeah. right? It's crazy. You see, you see my shirt today, right? Huh? Broad Street Bullies. Oh, Jesus. Shirt. Oh, good stuff. You thought stuff. it was Guns N' Roses, really? didn't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Broad Street Bullies, That's baby. good deal. That's right. Good, yeah. But, yeah, you know what? They'll never, you know, it's just crazy. I mean, uh, 
There'll be never another team like the, I Flyers, agree with like that. the Broad Street Bullies in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah I mean, you guys uh, kind of redefined oh, the man. sport at the time and you know, yeah. very unique identity, right? It was nothing like anybody had ever seen before. So, and well, yeah. you'll never see that again. That's right. In sports. That documentary no. they did or movie, I don't know. If well, you know, they're doing another movie, they're doing another two shows. You know, oh, are they? Oh, the are Broad they Street really? Bullies. They should. Yeah, I just got interviewed here from a guy from. Uh, from uh, California, he came out and he came to my house, and, and Jimmy and I were there for three and a half hours. Wow! Right? And he's got somebody buying the whole thing. They're going to sell it to somebody. I don't know who they're like selling. Netflix I know a bunch Amazon of people, a bunch of these uh, Netflix or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. They want the thing, so they're going to. The guy's going to make good money on it. Great. You know, and he's going to pay the alumni money too, which is nice. Great. But we've been interviewed. Yeah, we've been interviewed uh, 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 regarding the. That game, the '76 game, the Russian game. Yeah, I was oh, going yeah, okay, right. to bring yeah. that up. Yeah, well, may as yeah. Well. yeah, talk about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, you know what Coach Shiro said? You, you, uh, you got the short handy. You got the short handy goal. He said you set Russian hockey back 25 years. Yeah, they haven't recovered yet. Yeah, no, they're still working back. <laughs> well, but, but take us through that day. Like, what? That, oh, that's amazing boy. to watch the highlight and hear oh, the stories. Oh God, you know what? Uh, the day before, we had practice at the at the, at the, at the Spectrum, and uh, the Russians practiced first. We were watching their practice. Oh my God, they were moving all over the place. Holy shit! Look at these guys. And then we went out and practice, and we more or less fooled around there trying to figure out what we were doing. <laughs> we were trying to figure out what we're doing, too. <laughs> Freddie didn't even come out the ice. And he no. Said, That's right, no. Just go out there. <laughs> we were fooled around and everything else. And so then now we have a banquet in the old Blue Line Club, the Spectrum. And they start introducing the Russians, and then they start introducing the Flyers. And there was a lot of press there, press from all over. And they start introducing the, uh, the Flyers, and they come to number eight, Dave Schultz. All of a sudden, the Russians are looking around, paying attention. Where is this guy and everything else? And then we knew they were nervous. They were they a were little nervous, little <laughs> little apprehensive about what they're going to do. They're going to war tomorrow. They know they're going yeah. to war. Yeah. So, so in a way, uh, you know, Freddie devised a system. And Freddie had us standing up at the, at, between center ice and the blue line. And I want the wingers to fall in behind the defense. And I want our defenses to try to throw them off stride. And hopefully we can throw them off stride and we can intercept passes and go the other way. Hmm. And, you know, work to a T. We outshot them 49 to 13. Wow. And if Trechak hadn't have played well, we would have won 10 to 1. Whoa, we outshot wow, them 49 to 13. And they had a great team. They beat all the top teams of the league. Right. The only team they tied was Montreal. They tied Montreal. But uh, they beat all the top teams. And... Uh, it's incredible. And I remember Clarence Campbell come in the dressing room before the game, and uh, and Lloyd Gilmore was a referee, and uh, and Cla Clarence Campbell never liked the Flyers. He hated the Flyers for the style of play they were. But you know what? Wherever we went, we sold the buildings out. And he came into the dressing room. He says, "You guys have to uphold the prestige of hockey in North America." And we more or less said, "Get the fuck out of here." Yeah. I mean, that's what we said. Get the hell out of here. You you don't you don't like us. You were very reluctant to come out in the ice and present us a Stanley Cup, and we won against Buffalo last year. All this stuff, and uh, and Freddie says, "Well, this is what we're going to beat him. This is the way we're not way we're going to play him. This is the way we're going to beat him." Mm. Right. And there's a big difference in yeah, playing and I beating. Agree. Yeah, yeah. Totally. big difference. And you know, Freddie believed that we would beat them, and uh, and we had and we handily beat them. Oh my God Almighty! I mean, if, like he said, he hadn't played. Tretrick hadn't played great. Holy shoot, we would have blown them away. 
would have blown them away. Lopsided. Yeah. My God. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't realize yeah. the shots were like yeah. that. Yeah, 49-13. Yeah. What, what were you guys thinking when they left the ice? Well, you know what? Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, uh, they. you know, we, we had no idea. And I always felt that they were going to come back because they loved their money. They had to get their right, 200,000 right. rubles. They don't come back. They're not going to get 200,000 rubles. Mr. Snyder had told them that. So they proceeded to come back and and uh but they were just happy to get the game over. I was yeah. gonna say they, they, were they, they to probably were just over. going through the motions. Yeah, they were they were happy to get the game over. They wanted no part of the game, you know. Right. And uh and uh it's funny, boy, we got letters, we got letters, we got letters from people all over the world congratulating beating the Russians. I felt bad for the Russians, you know. They were good guys. I mean, I got to know some of them, talk to some of them and and uh and uh I just felt really bad, but they were uh, the Russian comes out of their dressing room after the game, eh? And he has his hat on. He has his Russian Cossack hat. And I had a $2.50 flyer hat, little, little hat and everything else. He comes to me, hot, 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 hot. You want my hat? He says, yeah, I take yours. Now, his hat was worth two fifty, a Russian Cossack hat, and mine was worth $2, so I made a good deal there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but That's yeah, awesome. yeah, oh, boy. Oh geez, I remember. I'll never forget. I never realized the impact we made because we got letters from all over. But we were we had to go to Kansas City on a Tuesday. We played the Russians Monday. We had to go to Kansas City Tuesday, play Wednesday. And I remember Clark and I uh, walking into this uh, uh, clothing store, and we're looking around. And the guy comes up. He says, "You guys are the Flyers, aren't you?" I says, "Yeah." He says. I want to congratulate beating the Russians. I mean, in Kansas City, who in the hell wow, watches hockey right. in Kansas City? They might have eight, 9,000 people come to the game. When the Brulies were there, we would sell the games out. But yeah. I couldn't believe it. A guy in Kansas City says, do you want to congratulate beat the Russians? But we got letters from all over. It was crazy from people congratulating. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. 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 That's a big one. Yeah. This is pre, pre-internet and everything like that. Yeah, how quick, right? how quickly like the news travels, yeah, too. Yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, the game went to Australia, New Zealand, uh, Japan, and 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 my 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 wife's parents lived in Stuttgart, Germany. My first wife, and she they watched the game. Never seen a game in their life for Christ's sake. They watched it at eight o'clock at night. Oh, really? Because well, the okay. game was on at one o'clock here, eh? Oh, so eight okay. hours difference. But yeah. they watched it, and and we got letters from, like I say, all over of of congratulating the Russians were were they were they were not well liked, you know, and it was kind of sad, but you know, hate to hear that about people. Yeah. But anyway, that's the way it was. Is that mainly just like on the, the on the politics? Is that what? You yeah, because there's yeah, nothing to do with the hockey, yeah. really, right? It's yeah, just... you know when we played against the, the fly, against the Russians in Philly, there uh, there were a lot of uh, activists outside, the, and they oh, had these signs and everything else, and and they came in. These people with season tickets came in and put these signs up. And the Russians refused to play the game. They didn't take the signs down, so they had to take all the signs down. Really? Yeah. Wow! There, all the signs were directed towards their. You know, to, to the Russians. The government. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was kind of sad, sad. You know, but anyway, that was the way, that's the way it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess that's a perfect example of separating just sport and, and humans from the politics, yeah. right? Because you said like these guys are just humans. These guys aren't. Yeah, right. <laughs> involved right. In all and they shit. were. They were. You know, I got to know some of them. You know, Petrov, Mikhailov, and these guys, and uh, Karbalov, and and uh, you know. Uh, just got to know the guys, you know, and uh, good guys, good guys. They're yeah. very nice. And they spoke English, too. Not great, but they spoke English. Yeah. They did. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool experience. Yeah. Um, 
one of your uh, one of your teammates who uh, I, I just love Bob Kelly. The oh hound. wow! Just what a great human. Salt of the earth. Yeah, salt of the earth. Great guy. Um, yeah. I remember a few years back, Joe. I don't know if you remember this. We were tell we were we were playing golf. We we're at some outing. Yeah. And I think you were in the group either behind me or or in front of me, but we were waiting. Yeah. So you started telling me about Hound. You guys used to have a store. I don't know what kind of store it was called Corvettes or something. The guys had Corv- guys had Corvettes. Yeah. But uh, oh, he wanted about- to go shopping for. First, you, oh no! You know what? Yeah. It was tires. Oh, oh tires! It was okay. winter tires in L.A. Okay. So we told him, "Well, you got to go to L.A. and buy winter tires." So he hired a cab. He hires a cab in L.A. Drives around for for two or three hours trying to find winter tires. He thought he was going to save money. Poor hound. Oh what it my was. god! And then and then and then we we were landing in L.A. And somebody said, there's a Y. Well, he knocked about four people <laughs> out of his way so he get a look, look. There was an island there. He thought that was, we said, that's the Hawaiian Islands. They're now believe that. <laughs> We're landing in L.A. for Christ's sake. <laughs> or I picked up a map. I, oh. I, can't, I can't imagine. Like, these days, the game's a lot different now. And even But, like, the pranks you guys used to do on each other. Like, I remember even when I was a kid, <clears throat> yeah. you know, and, and some of the things you guys would do, like, it was, you couldn't do it anymore. No, 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 no. I remember one time we had to go to court in, in Vancouver and uh, over a thing that happened in Vancouver in 72. So we were in this hotel, Vancouver, and uh, we're in the bar drinking, and Cowboy Flett had the big beard, eh? Big beard, and Cowboy, he was drunk. He passed out. He passed out. So uh, Barry Ashby lit his beard. The beard on fire. Yeah. He's burning. He's going like they're trying to put it out. We're, we're pouring beer on him and they're trying to put the damn thing out. It was crazy. It was crazy. He had third degree birds that looked like on his face for Christ's sake. Oh, God. Hotel Vancouver. Holy Christ, man. Oh, God. Give this guy any ideas. Yeah, right. You're right. Well, you're good thing passing out. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. Don't pass on. Was, no was he ready to kill somebody? Oh, well, he was so inebriated. He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't move. He's going like this, trying to put it out. And cried. Then we had to pour beer on his face to oh put it out. Oh, my God. What a prank. Oh, boy. It's crossing yeah. the line. It's <laughs> crossing the line. Oh, my God. That's that, amazing. That's, and uh, so we go to Vancouver. Reggie, 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 you know, Reggie. Reggie, uh, we would, you know, wherever we went in Vancouver, we were hated, you know, and people didn't like us, but everybody knew we were there. And we, we went to a place called the Ritz Hotel. Now, you think the Ritz Hotel, a name like the Ritz has got to be a beautiful hotel and everything else. Well, it was a hole in the wall. We went there because people would let us have a good time and yeah. we weren't bothered. But these miners and loggers would come in after work. And Reggie's strong in the forearms, eh? So... <laughs> We get drinking and we say, listen, Reg, why don't you wrestle this guy for a table of beer? And the guy said, oh, yeah, I'll wrestle him for a table of beer. Reg, you go, boom, down the gold. We got a whole table of beer. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when we need some bubble Louis, that's yeah, what we that do. And, you know, ended up, we had five tables full of beer. And we had to go, we had a curfew at 11 o'clock curfew. We had to go back to the hotel, but we have five Maybe thirty bottles at thirty beer in each goddamn tape. Oh my god! <laughs> but Reggie won them all for us. <laughs> oh my god! Did you polish them off him before down. a curfew? Huh? Did you polish them well, off we before had a curfew? Le- no, we didn't. We, <laughs> there's no way. Holy Christ! But 
But we left it for the loggers and the miners and the other oh, people. Yeah. They were happier than hell. Oh, they I lost bet. it. So now they got a chance to drink their own beer. <laughs> <laughs> but Reggie put them down, man. Reggie had four arms. Oh, my God, he was powerful. Oh, Jesus. Man, the yeah. when you guys, so, like, back, back in the day, when, when you guys would come to camp, like, were you coming to get in shape? Oh, a lot of guys were, but not me. You, you, you know, I started shape. the 1st of July. I started training for the net upcoming season. I wasn't as talented as, I wasn't a, a skater like the, a lot of our guys, but some of our guys, I mean, they came to camp to get in shape. And that's right. bullshit. I mean, that was not, that's not smart. But anyway, that's what they did. Because, you know, you younger guys coming up, looking for a job and everything else, you know. And we were pretty well settled on our team. But there's a couple of guys like Terry Murray uh, made it one year for us. And and we sent somebody, uh, somebody, we traded one of the guys for Terry Murray. You know, he came in and played with us. And there was a couple other guys, but mostly our, our team was all set. But I didn't want to go to camp. And, and try to get in shape because, God damn, you get sick and everything else. It yeah, doesn't yeah. look good in front of the coach and the manager and the press when you're getting sick. You're not in good shape. So I always came to camp in shape. Some guys didn't. Some guys paid for it. They paid no, for I it. Bet. Man, yeah. oh, man, oh, man. But but I cannot believe the way these guys skate in this game today. Oh, my God. It's incredible, isn't it? Oh, my God, the speed. The speed kills. Yeah. I'll, uh, this, this, I went to uh, the first practice facility in September. I had to go over there and meet somebody, and I'm just watching the Flyers uh, in their practice. I says, holy God, I can't believe how fast these guys are. Yeah. And I said at that time, the Flyers are going to surprise a lot of teams. They really are. And, boy, they have so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just hope this respite really helps them. It gets them back focused on and everything else. Because yeah. I like the team. I really like I the team. I do, too. And they're young kids and everything else, and they work hard. I mean, the Flyers have nine guys 24 or under. Yeah. You know, yeah. 24 or under incredible mm -hmm. and, and then that's the nucleus of our team for the next 10 years yeah you know there'll probably a, be a move here and there you know i've heard that some of the players are, are in demand from other teams right and uh danny Breer and, and keith jones at the helm they know what they're doing yeah, they know what that. they're doing man they really do and it's just a matter of time for this team is is competing for the holy grail yeah, yeah. i hope so you know when you look at the flyers since 1974 there's only one team that's been in the finals of Stanley Cup more than the Flyers. That's Montreal Canadiens. They've been there ten times, and the Flyers have been there eight. It's wild. It's eight, eight yeah. times, only won it twice. But eight times, some teams only been there once or twice. Right. Yeah. But people forget that because if you don't win, right? Yeah, like, that's it. Yeah. You, you kind of forget. Yeah. Uh, Riles was on the last team. Yeah. The 2010 team. 2010, yeah. Oh God, I remember we in Chicago there. It was tough. Yeah. God damn it, man. You know what? Michael Layton had, a, I mean, I was talking to Patrick Sharp there day because he was, we were, you know, we we're bullshitting in the ice before the game and everything else and our practices. Patrick, I'll never forget that goal you scored on Michael Layton right between his legs on the ice from about 35 feet out long. He said, I shot some high on him and I scored a couple. I think he anticipated me going high, so I decided to go low right between his legs. That was a, yeah. And that was a game. That was a sixth game in the playoffs. And Jeff Carter had a chance to win the God darn game. Remember with a minute to go? Mm -hmm. And right in yeah. front of the net, all, all by himself, he just couldn't elevate the puck up. Yeah. If he had got it up, uh, we would have we went to seven games. And who knows you, you what would have happened. happened then, You're yeah. right. <clears throat> I never forgot that. I said, oh, my God. Yeah, oh. I was... That was that was heartbreaking. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. What was it like uh, playing with your brother? That must have been. Well, a you know what? We true. were the fourth brother combination ever win a Stanley Cup. You imagine that? Wow. So from '74, there was the Richards, obviously, and there was the Cooks and some of the Smiths or something, and the Rangers in the '40s. But 
obviously a chance to just to play with my brother was 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 wonderful because my at one time Jimmy Jimmy was out of hockey. He came down to visit me in 1969, 70, and he was playing in Calgary. Scotty Monroe had the team in Calgary at the time, and and he really wasn't getting along. Uh, he wasn't very happy about his game and everything else, and he kind of kind of took a couple of months off and. And then he came down to visit me. He came down to visit me, and and uh, you know we talked about it a lot. And, and uh, he rejuvenated himself, and uh, he started playing, and he became an all-star. And the Flyers drafted him, and everything else was really nice. So uh, I never envisioned that would happen. I never even knew the Flyers. I didn't know the Flyers had drafted him. I didn't know I was at a wedding in in uh, Kimberley, British Columbia, on a Saturday, and the draft was on a Friday or Saturday. It was on a Saturday. So I phoned home to my mom just to talk, and she said, do you hear what happened? I says, oh, no, what happened? She said, Jim got drafted by the Flyers. I said, what, he was Flyers? Wow. Really? <laughs> no kidding. I was so excited. Oh, oh yeah. my God. And yeah. then I helped negotiate his contract when he, when he became a pro. And it was my last year of my contract in 72 and his first year because he was making more money than more money than I was. <laughs> That's a hell of a deal. <laughs> but my contract was up, so then I got my money again. But anyway, yeah. but he made, I got on the deal more than I was making at the time. <laughs> yeah. Did you collect 5% of the contract? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, uh, they didn't start the NHL amateur draft till like 63, right? So no, no, it, uh, 67 or 68. It was 67? Yeah, 67, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was Clarkie, uh, Clarkie was taken in 67, wasn't he? Clarkie came here in 60, no, uh, he was drafted in 68, maybe it was Bob Courier, remember Bob Courier, remember, you probably don't remember don't a guy named Bob name. Courier. No. No, he was drafted first by the Flyers, and okay. then Clarkie got, they got him in the second round. I think maybe it was 69 Clarkie came, yeah. But, uh, and the reason he wasn't drafted earlier is because of being a diabetic, yeah. oh, right. and I think they were apprehensive about drafting him because of, you know, yeah. you know being a diabetic. But boy, boy, I never seen a more intense and more gungo guy than Bobby Clark. There's a guy couldn't skate, couldn't shoot. All he could do was play. Yeah. You know, I talked to Harry Sinden about this this past summer, and uh, Harry he always asked me how Clark is. I was Clark is doing great, and we're talking. And Harry Harry said to me, "Well, what do you think?" I said, "You know, Clark he couldn't skate, couldn't shoot. All he could do was play hockey. One of the best players in the friggin' world at the time." And he wasn't a great skater. He didn't have a great shot. But boy, oh boy, he had everything. Every, every yeah. goes along with a player. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. he was one of the great player. leaders. Yeah, greatest, one of the great leaders in all the sports. All the sports, not only hockey. All the sports. Yeah. yeah. He was he like one of those? Did he talk a lot as a captain? You know what I mean? Or did did not really? You know have what? To when he when, you know he did he did sometime, but a lot of time. And like I was assistant captain, so he'd ask yep. me to say something and ML. But you know when he wanted to say something. He got his point across. I'll never forget 1973. We lose against Montreal in five games, 72-73 season. And uh, we're in Montreal. We got beat. And he tells the coaches and the trainers, I want you out of the dressing room. And Clarkie said, you know, in his speech, he said, year end, we're finished. And he said, you know, boys, we got something special here. Let's go home and take good care of ourselves this summer, come back to camp really in good shape, and let's get off to a great start. And we could win this cup, he said. And, boy, he was right. Wow. Yeah. We won the next year, and then we won the following year, too. And we went the third year against Montreal. And I think right. if we had had McLeish and Perrant in those games, we would have went seven games with Montreal because every game was one goddamn goal. Wow. Jesus, 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 every game. I remember telling my first wife, I says, 
honey, uh, make arrangements. We're going to go to Aruba. And she said, she made the arrangements. <laughs> then we lose. And I says, no, 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 yeah. we're not going. We're yeah, not I going. I says, babe. holidays are for winners, not losers. We're not going. So when, oh, when I got man. divorced, we got divorced and everything else. She bought it up in court, for Christ's sake, with a judge. I said, that has nothing to do with it. He says, no, but I want to just tell the judge what you did to me. So she was all upset. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. She wanted to squeeze so out that, that extra trip. trip. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Throw that in the package. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. well, what he did to me the Ruba. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, but Clarkie, uh, Clarkie uh, said, "Boys, we got something special." He was right, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I love the way he described that. He couldn't skate, couldn't shoot, but he just he could play, play hockey. hockey. And then you know, it's like yeah. you see, you, wasn't you a great see some of these guys wasn't a great, didn't have a great shot, but boy, he was a leader. He was a leader. And he'd the... be one of the leading scorers every year in the bloody exactly. league. Yeah. Just think if he could skate like McLeish and right. shoot like McLeish, wow. right? He would have got two hundred points a year. Yeah. You know, know, McLeish was so. Uh, the most skilled player, Flyers have the most. I've watched every Flyer team come up, and McLeish, Giroux, Lindros, and Forsberg are the most naturally skilled players the Flyers have ever had. Yeah. Ever had. Ever had, really. Holy God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. The game's a lot different these days, oh, huh? Oh, boy. It's so fast now. Yeah. Boy, the emphasis on speed. If you can skate, you're going to get a job. Yeah. They can teach you the rest of the position and so on and so forth. But if you can skate in this game today, you got a job. There's a lot of guys, myself, a lot of guys couldn't play in this goddamn game today. It's just too fast. Yeah. Too fast. It is. And, you know, the, the thing about the game is so scrambly now, the scrambly, because there's no room out in the ice. There's yeah. no room in the ice to move because the guys are upon you so quickly. Yeah. So the best thing they can do is go four and four hockey, which they never will do. Never will do. But, you know, four and four hockey would be a, a much more splendid game to watch. It Open really it would be graceful bit. and everything else, and there'd be nice goals being scored. Now you get so many scrambly-type goals in front of the net, and uh, and uh, they're just, the reason they scored because these guys go to the net and get them, yeah. you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. What what, uh, what do you not like about the current game? Oh, I like the game. I like the game. I love the speed. I love the emphasis on the speed. Yeah. I just think there's so many scrambly-type goals. You don't see pretty goals more. It, it, once in a while, you might see one, but you don't see a lot of a lot of real splendid, uh, uh, beautiful goals because there's no room out there. Mm -hmm. The guys are so fast and so quick. Yeah. They, they don't are. have much time and space. No, no there isn't. No. There isn't. There really isn't. No. My God, I'm glad I'm not playing this game today. It's very tough to play. Yeah. It really is. And you know, when you get hurt, you get hurt badly. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, because guys, are, so, guys so, are getting hurt badly. So big I mean, and strong. And, huh? The guys oh, are so, so big and strong right. and fast. Fast, and, I mean, fast is yeah. right. Yeah. Well, you, you brought up before we started, <clears throat> unfortunate you had to retire with your, you know, yeah. when you were in Colorado there. Yeah. And like you, you said jokingly, God, I'm glad I wasn't faster because yeah. it could have been uglier. Oh, God, but yeah. These guys are the speed. Oh, I mean, oh. even when Connor McDavid is rookie year, when him and Brandon Manning got, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, I, I even had said earlier when we were watching them practice, I said, I, I think I'd be afraid to go that fast just for the reason of tripping up, knock wood, hopefully no one, but. Man, yeah. the speed. Oh, I know. It's insane. Oh, speed kills. Oh, yeah. man. Speed kills, man. These guys, oh, God. You know, it's incredible. You know, or or represented or represented uh, uh, Connor McDavid. Eh? Okay. He was a representative of his company. And uh, and uh, so a guy was telling me that, uh, uh, oh, I forget his name, but he was an agent for or and he went to the, one of the training, one of the camps, or one of the practices that Connor McDavid was. And he went and talked to him, and he says, uh, we'd love to represent you, and I'm with the Bob Orr group. And, and so Connor McDavid goes home and tells his dad, he says, Bobby Orr wants to represent you. He's representing you. That's <laughs> it. He's representing you because yeah. he was my idol as a yeah. young boy growing up, and I loved Orr. And if he wanted to represent you, that's who's going to handle everything, and that was it. That's how we got him. Wow. That's, that's how we awesome. got him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a bad, not a bad client. Yeah, not no, a bad right. client, exactly. Or a bad agent. Oh yeah. my God, is that true? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Do you do yeah. you find there's a lack of uh, physicality in the game? Do you or do you are you okay well, with they're, it? Well, they can be really physical if they want because these guys skate so fast. But you know, I think they take it a little lenient on on each other. You know, and Christ Almighty, they, you know, nobody wants to get hurt. Yeah. Every once in a while, you'll see some guy doesn't like somebody. It looks like, and he goes after him. But for the most part, the game is so fast. And uh, and I think if you want to do damage, some you could do damage pretty quickly. Oh yeah, you could, you could, yeah, you really could. Guys are very gingerly sometimes going the boards and they and they clash together. Don't hit very hard. Whereas with the opportunity to hit really hard, uh, but they don't, which is out of respect for one another, which is nice to see, you know. Yeah. But I love I love the game. It's just a little scrambly. It's a little yeah. scrambly. Like yeah. you said, there's there's no time to make a play. You got a second to make a play, and that's it. You don't have two or three seconds. No. Guy's right upon you. You got a second to make a decision. Boom, that's it. You got to do it right away. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they're going to continue to get faster somehow, know, too. Somehow you see every, some of these youth like, hockey players. Uh, it's so fast. Well, so oh, I know. Even I watched, in my yeah. son's level, you have yeah. to be able to skate. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You have to be able to skate yeah. to play. Yeah, sure. So I'm The s- emphasis on speed, man. Holy mackerel. Yeah. Talk about uh, Ed Snyder as as an owner and just like his legacy and and just like putting Philly on the map yeah. and all that goes into that because it's it's amazing just to, to see this yeah. organization. You, just you know, you're right, Roddy. You know, uh, Mr. Snyder, um, I was playing for Boston in 1966, and he was accountant for the Eagles. And Leonard uh, uh, Jerry Woman was the owner, and they were brother-in-laws. So. Uh, 
Mr. Snyder decided to go to Boston to see the Celtics play the, the Sixers. And it was a Sunday afternoon. And he goes to the game. There's about 8,000 people in the building. That's all there was. And the Celtics were the best team in basketball. They won four or five championships in a row. And the Sixers were a good team at the time. He goes to the game. He sees 8,000. He couldn't believe there's 8,000 people at the, build, the game. That's all. So he leaves the game and he comes outside and he sees all these people lined up to go back into the building, the old Boston Gardens. And he went and inquired and, he, and there was a hockey game. He says, oh, Jesus, I've never seen a hockey game before. I said, maybe I'll get some tickets. He got tickets, went to the game. That's when he decided he wanted to be an owner in the National Hockey League. Hmm. So he found out the National League was going to expand from 6 to 12 teams. He goes to the league office in Montreal. He goes to the league office in New York. He convinced them to bring the franchise here. It was supposed to go to Baltimore, Washington. He made he, he convinced them to bring the team here. So <clears throat> he uh, sells his 10%. He got the Eagles, and uh, he got $2 million. He put that $2 million in. And he, it needed $12 million. He went and got some investors and so on and so forth. And that's how the Flyers became a, a National Hockey League team. Wow. But in February that year, in February the first year, there was a bad storm that came through. And uh, we lost part of the spectrum roof. There's about a 20-foot hole in the spectrum roof. So, so what happens when you do that? You know, you're not going to be able to play any games at home. So we had to travel. We were traveling all over the place. And there was no money coming in Mr. Snyder to keep the franchise going. And he said, if I don't get any infusion of money, I'm going to have to sell the franchise. So he went to four or five different banks and they all turned him down. There was a guy named uh, uh, Bob Bear, not no relation to the Bears. Right. right. He was uh, in charge of the loan department for uh, 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 Gerard Trust. And Mr. Snyder goes to him. He was the last banker to, he was the last banker to go to because if he doesn't get the money, he's going to have to sell the franchise. So he goes to him and he says, I need an infusion of $2 million to keep the franchise going. And Bill Bear says, you know, they talked for a while. He says, I'll tell you what, tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock in the morning, you'll have $2 million in your account, and, and that was it. And uh, so we kept the franchise in Philadelphia. But lo and behold, that, wow. the franchise could have moved yeah. Yeah. if he hadn't got that money. But Mr. Snyder, man, all he wanted to do is win. All they want to do is when there's nothing wrong, wanted to win. Right. And he'd do anything to win. And he was the greatest owner in Philadelphia and one of the finest owners in all the sports. He really was. All the sports. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. very smart man. He made the hockey he made the National Hockey League grow and, and a lot of teams become successful because of his him and Gary Bettman were very close. Yes. And and him and Gary used to have numerous meetings about this and that and everything else, you know. And and uh, and Ed would come up with these ideas, and Gary would listen to him. And by God, the 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 league just grew, grew. Yeah. And uh, and you know, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a finer owner. Yeah. And I'll never forget our sec after our second cup, we beat Buffalo, and we had a big party at his place. And we're bullshitting and. Uh, he said, this is easy. Easy. We haven't won since then, for Christ's sake. So what? It wasn't <laughs> not that god darn easy. <laughs> 50 years later, we haven't won. But he oh. says, this is easy. After seven years, eight years, we won two, 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 two yeah. Stanley Cups. Yeah. We haven't won since. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is easy. This is easy. I'll never forget him saying that. Oh, what the man. hell? <laughs> 
yeah. he was awesome. He, yeah. he was so oh, awesome. Oh, great for. owner. I mean, you, you, you just obviously he's a very, very smart man. I remember having a meeting with him, <clears throat> Joe. He it was in the summer, and he says he emailed me. And he says, "Are yep. you around?" Yeah, and I said, "Yes." I said, like, "Yes, sir." Do you need yep. something? He says, "Can you come see me tomorrow morning at the center?" I want to and bring. I want you to bring shoulder pads, elbow pads, all the pads that the guys are wearing right now. And he oh, had this okay. idea. He was working with Gary Bettman, uh-huh. and he his thought was, but since the pads had gotten bigger, because we had a rule where you had to have an inch and a half of padding oh, now on yeah. elbows, Shoulders, so everyone yeah. was having to change or put keep their shoulder pads. But I was we were having to sew new pad uh, shoulder caps on. Okay. And his idea was, I think guys are getting hurt more. They're first of all, they're bigger, they're faster, obviously. Yeah. Um, but they're not afraid to throw that shoulder sure. now because right. there's a lot more protection. Sure. And I never really thought of that, but I was yeah. like, man. So I got up in there, and, and I remember I was like, you know, I've got, like, tattoos, and, and um, yeah. usually I was always covered up. Yeah. And I didn't have a coat or anything, so I ended up going up to his office, and he was like, I love your art. He's like, tell me about it. So I'm, like, sitting there with Mr. Snyder, telling him about my tattoos, yeah. but then brought the gear out and, and – Man, he was so he was so in tune with what was going on. Yeah, and uh, it's funny yeah. you brought up the Eagles too because he had an old helmet, uh, uh-huh. this like leather, th- and he was showing me that. But it, yeah. it was it was, I knew him for since I was a kid, as yeah, you know. Sure. But to sit with him for like an hour and a half, yeah. it yeah. was like I was literally amazed. I was telling everyone like. This guy blew me away. Yeah. And he was so cool. Like, he was so cool. How much he cared. How much he cared about, like, asking me about everything was going on with me. And and I remember when he would come over to the uh, skate zone for practice, he would come once in a while. i never forget, we had the back doors open because we were loading some stuff. And you hear this loud music, you know, and... Car comes in. It's Mr. Schneider. He's got the windows down, top back. You know, and, oh, he was, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but oh, it was just rock yeah. and roll. Yeah. And he came cruising in, and I was like, and he had this. He had this Porsche, one of the four, the four door yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah, was like yeah. a, a, it's type of purplish blue. It just was the coolest color. And I said to him, "Oh, that, I said you got my favorite car with you today." He throws me the keys. He says, "Take her for a spin." I said, "No." I said, <laughs> "My luck, I'll pull out and get T boned and yeah. I can't afford it." But he was just the coolest oh, guy. That's the like, way he was. I, man. I loved him, man. Yeah. He was awesome. Oh boy, he'd do anything. He'd do anything. I know some guys. Some guys had uh, monetary problems, you know. Some guys weren't handling their money very well, and they go to him, and he'd give them a loan, or even give them the money, and he wouldn't ask for the money back. I know some of the guys, you know, uh, yeah. that's the way he was, man. It was truly keep... family. Yeah, with him. I mean, yeah. people say that yeah. sounds corny, but it was, yeah. and it is. Yeah, it's back to yeah. that, I believe. Yeah, with Danny and Jonesy and Mr. Yeah. Hilton, right. like yeah. said, you're right. You know? Yeah, yeah. I look for good things with this organization. Yeah. I really do. I'm excited because those two guys at the helm, yeah, we're gonna do well. Agreed. We're gonna do well. They're yeah. very intelligent. They're very smart. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, you got yeah. the attitude back, anyways. Yeah, that resilience, yeah. the attitude, right? Yes, yes. She's missing yeah. the last few years, yeah. at least. Sure, we see it. Yeah, never going back to the Broad Street Bullies, but the you know the being hard to play against that resilience. Yeah, you they know, are. They're, they're, they're so there. quick. They're so quick. Yeah. yeah, they're so quick. The game is so quick. Oh my God, guys respond quickly, man. Holy Jesus. They respond to the play very quickly. Yeah, I know we didn't respond very well there against Boston the other day. There were some real lapses, real strong lapses in the game. Jesus Christ, I was mad. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Still get fired up watching oh, the games. Oh, I, I ever do. I, well, you know, you're sitting in the yeah, box and you I hear me. You hear me. Holy <laughs> shoot, man. I get worked up. Oh, God. Yeah. That's how you but play, But anyway, 
That's that. Yeah, that's that. What was it like yeah. growing up in Smithers? What's going on up there? Well, uh, when I left there, uh, boys, in 1960, there was about eight, 900 people lived there. Oh, is that small. And hey, now, yeah. now it's about 6,000. Okay. Yeah, and the industries are, you know, logging, mining, railroading, and farming. Those are the industries there. Okay. And you do one of the four things, and certainly I didn't want to spend the rest of my life there. I wasn't, you know, I wanted to get out and enjoy life and everything else. And, uh, and you know, I just thought that it, in order to make a living, I had to do something else. And I was fortunate to be drafted, not drafted, but spotted by the, the Boston, uh, the, the, the Estevan Bruins in 1960. And... Went from there. It was really wow, that's awesome. there, yeah. Well, one Amazing. hockey rink in, with nine hundred people was even. A, was there even a rink? There was outdoor an outdoor rink. rink. Outdoor yeah. rink. Yeah. We had no. We net, we had no artificial ice or anything. But it was cold enough. The weather was conducive to hockey. Yeah. In the wintertime. Yeah. 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 And then and then pumps out two NHL players. Yeah. Well, we, we we had eight or nine guys that came from there. Flock arts. Oh, Flock wow. arts Ron from there. Flocker, yeah. That many. Uh, hey, Glenn wow. Cochran was uh, oh. played. Uh, Alan Kerr was from there. Uh, Danny Hamhouse is from there. Uh, we had oh, eight right, or nine yeah. guys that oh, lived man. in Smithers at one time or another. Uh, Cochran uh, was there for about eight, nine years. Glenn Cochran. Yeah, oh yeah. Shit, yeah. There was a lot of guys, yeah. Alan Kerr. It's pretty impressive. Uh, Brian Smither Spencer wasn't very far from there. Uh, there was a couple other guys too, yeah. Yeah, shit, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I guess yep. when you're not uh, we're not working in the logging industry and whatever else, you just find you're the local right. rink and yeah. just play hockey and yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the it's reps crazy. in. Crazy, man. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and I was a big hunter and fisherman. I love hunting and fishing. And uh, you know, I go home every summer, go fishing, have my golf tournament in Smithers in, in August. So that's really good too. Oh, Great. That's awesome. Out, well, Beauty. Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. Joe, we we cannot thank you enough for. Uh, we know how busy you are. Hey, you only got nine hundred thousand to go <laughs> to catch Mister Orr. Yeah, sure, right? Yeah. And, and I'll tell you this: yeah. you're while you were with the Flyers, you were a plus one eighty eight, which is really unbelievable. Really? Okay, you were oh, a plus fifty six one year. Yeah. I don't even know how that how you do that. But <laughs> we're still leaving that open invitation to the men's league. Because I don't oh, think okay, I don't okay. think you're done. <laughs> yeah. Natty Ice. Can oh, use I think I am done. <laughs> <laughs> He's recovering from the alumni game till the next game. Oh, oh nice God, game. yeah. There you go. But we we do appreciate. I didn't your realize time, 186. Hey, holy! I, know, I think shit, it was 188, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, Plus okay, 188. Okay, yeah. yeah, that means you're on for a lot well, of goals. I was very defensive minded. I was very defensive minded. That's the way I was. You know, I mean. My job wasn't to score. My job was to try to prevent, you know, things happening. So well, you were obviously out but, there a lot when they did score. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. Well, this very nice, score. boys. Thanks for the opportunity. I oh, really man. enjoyed this. this. Is a great, great. I wish they all went this smoothly. <laughs> 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 really do. But wow. thank you very much for considering me and bringing me on. Of course, of course. thanks for coming yeah. in here. Uh, where can our listeners find your book? Oh, uh, JoeWatsonOfficial.com. Joe Watson. Joe Watson official. Official. Com. Yeah. Beautiful. Get on it, people. He's got 900,000 to sell. <laughs> yeah. Catch his buddy. More than on, that. More than that. Pace. Holy he's on shit, that man. Pace. Yeah. Yeah. That's Holy awesome. God. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming yeah. by. Yeah. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks for having me. Right. Fun. Yeah. You're the yeah. man. Big thank you to Smoking Joe Watson <laughs> for hopping oh, on. Thundermouth. <laughs> what a beauty. Remember in Rocky 3? Hulk Hogan was in it. Thunder lips, baby. Call <laughs> yeah, him that. Uh, yeah, what a great guy, man. Oh, He's man. fired up. <sighs> Always. Always. At the age of 80, playing in a hockey yeah. game, he's fired up. I mean, talk about a guy that absolutely loves the Flyers. Like, oh, my God. Lives it, breathes it, 
Still does. We talk about bleeding black and orange. Like, he really does. No, seriously. I believe he gets cut, it's like <laughs> orange <laughs> and black. Like, for sure. I would say so. <laughs> I mean, you got to give him 100% props on, all, on everything he's done and then showing up the other night for the alumni game. Eight years old. Just couldn't help himself. No. Need to get out there. Hey, he says it's his last one. I, he's coming him, back. <laughs> he's gonna he's coming to back. Sneak back in there, oh, man. I, I, we didn't talk about it real quick. We didn't talk about it. Uh, with him, but you know, he played a lot of alumni games. Like, I mean, I'm talking about years ago when my dad Sudsy would would fill in and, and play goalie for for games or playing like the fire department and PA or whatever. You know, uh, fire department out there and they're smoking them. It's like ten nothing. So they throw a little eight year old kid out there, you know, for the fire department. One of the guys' kids, and he keeps shooting on my dad. My he's like literally hitting Sudsy, which. Is hard to do because he's not that big. <laughs> uh, but finally, yeah. my dad like kind of opens his legs more than the kid scores. Joe lost his shot. <laughs> we had a shutout today. You know, like, <laughs> Joey's eight. Yeah, you know? right. Throw him a ball. All right, all right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but oh yeah, uh, fired up all the time. Always, man. he loves it. Yeah, what a what a good uh, what a good dude. Yeah, and, he uh, is. Thanks for coming on, Joe. Yes, thank appreciate you. you, Joe Watson. Joe Watson. Joe Watson. Joe Watson. It's that time, Nast. It is. Let's get going. Debo's at that time? Jeez. It's time for Clear Questions Rigs, brought to you by Clear Rum. Go to clearrum.com slash shop. Put in the code NASTY2023, and you will receive 35% off of your order. PA residents only. Let's get it. All right. Let's get it in you, NAST. I will. Starting us off here, we got Notorious PIG. Oh. He wants to know Riley. Do you think you will be out there at 80 years old like Joe Watson? I want to go ahead and say yeah. <laughs> I, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely believe it. I have to say t- as well, um, you know, I, I had to leave the game a little early. I had dinner with our uh, buddy Jimmy Montgomery. Uh, but I kept getting texts, Riggs is flying. Hmm. And my dad even said, he's like, Riley's flying out here. He goes, I, he's got to get a point, though. I need him to get a goal or something. Yeah. I'm like, I, I think he's okay. I said, did he tilly yet? He goes, yeah. he goes no. He no did. tillies. Did Rocky Secord want a little? No. Dude, he's Didn't still he? big, man. He's big. Yeah, he looks good, man. I saw him take a clapper in, in the morning skate there. I was like, oh, my goodness. He, I, he obviously, he's on the ice a little bit. It's doing something, probably playing alumni stuff. But yeah, no, he looks anyway. good. Anyway, you were flying, so I got I to gotta imagine it at 80. Uh, in about what fifteen years, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be buzzing out there like Joe was tonight. Yeah, no, uh, I think so. If I, you know, continue to feel as good as I do now, I'm mean, still you about thirty nine years away. But you know, <laughs> a lot of men's league until yeah, then. I feel old if you're that far away. But <laughs> probably a lot. Closer. I felt good. Um, yeah, I, I don't see why not. And uh, there's a little clip of me walking around Ray Bork, but. Oh, not who a big deal. Track of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, who was watching? Who was counting that though? Debo was. Oh, Borgs. Great question. Yeah, he didn't slash it. See me out there, eighty years old. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, buddy. Mm-hmm. Chicken pig hog over on Twitter. <laughs> How do you like the new stadium series jerseys? I like them. They're kind of like a mishmash of a few different eras, no? I don't mind them. It's just like you're almost running out of ideas. Yeah, I know. Now. Well, that's you know, it, right? Um, it's great that the Flyers are getting picked for these games, obviously, because it's a great organization, and and people do watch the Flyers, you know, no matter what, usually. Um, I, I don't mind the jerseys. I thought they were okay. And like, yeah. Like I said, I mean, it's – I mean, we – 
nothing like yeah. extraordinary. You're not gonna ch- you're not gonna change the logo. We know that, so it's never gonna be anything right. but the logo. So you just have to work around it. And I, I feel like they did a decent job. I like for me since it's this one off, or or maybe they'll wear it one other game. I I think they could have like changed the gloves. Mm. You know, maybe a shell to or or pants or whatever, but. It is what it is. I, I think they're okay. Cooper Ross? No. No? Because you can't. Why? Because no one wears girdles anymore. Uh, You're the only guy left. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm, I think a couple guys do, but that's the only reason because it would be too big, uh, right? Like, a little awkward. Yeah, a little awkward. I mean, if you made them paper thin and so light where the guys could tape, put everything on it and put them on, but don't you think it'd look a little bulky? Yeah. Yeah, I just... I thought it'd be a nice you, little you luck, a little curveball. They did it a couple of years. It was yeah, last yeah, year, the year did. before they Two were years ago, rocking them in warmies. Yeah, yeah, but not bad. I don't, I don't mind them. Yeah, me too. Craig, Craig, our buddy Chris Mayer wanted all orange. All everything. Orange. Helmet, gloves, skates, everything. Black Flyers logo? <laughs> yeah, Black Flyers logo. That's it. No orange dot. Orange dot. All right. Yeah, orange dot. All right. One final one. Construction Kurt over on Instagram. Which Flyers players do you see being dealt at the trade deadline? Man, you know it's, it's a great it's a question, tough question because <laughs> I'm not sure. Up until these last five games, I <laughs> no. would have thought of any. Honestly, I, I mean, mean, we've we've kind of touched on this before. That is it. That's a great question. I, I mean, I guess you give it a little bit more time here since we dropped five straight. Um, but I mean, they are rebuilding. Is the the idea here? Um, I, I would kind of imagine there maybe maybe there's a team like uh, Risto has. I mean his his hits pretty high, but like yeah. he's a guy if he wants to get back to playing more of a physical game like he kind of used to. Um, and then you know a guy I don't want to see go just because I love his game is Nick Sealer. Yeah, but, you know you hear his name a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you're getting a bargain with a guy like that, you know, and even and even Sean Walker, who's played really well. You, I've heard his name a little bit. Um, yeah, I what, don't know. What do you think about a guy like Lots? I know his name was thrown around there last year. I mean, I I, I love Lots. I we love too. Lots. He's obviously a huge part of the team. I'm just thinking like some depth for. I'm for, sure for teams. Some teams would love to have him, but, but do you? I think he's got. Some pretty good years left. Yeah, you know? well, like I agree. Great I, legs. I mean, do you want to get rid of? He's one of your leaders. I don't, I don't know, man. It, that's that's why it's such a great question, interesting question. Because I guess maybe it just depends what you get back. Well, that's you know, I think what you're that's, trying to do. You're trying to get assets, right? And I think that's always the question, right? The, it's like any any everyone's for sale. If the price yeah, is right. The thing um, that scares me about all all these things that always has in hockey is when you're just getting picks because you just you could get extremely lucky. Or you could, you know, have some bad luck go, you know, the other way. But I understand it's it's the way the game, way right. the way the business is done. But I mean, if you're making a deal strictly for the rebuild purpose, you're going to get picks. Yeah, I mean, if you get right. a body in return, it's going to be a you know a remainder yeah. of the season probably of another year or something like that. Right. But it all depends on what's going on through their head. If they think that you know they're going to give an honest stab at the obviously the playoffs, right. And then just rolling with the season the way it is, uh, it, it's, it all depends on what's going on in these conversations. Because you could go either way with it. You, you, know? you really could, yeah. I, I, but I just can't imagine dismantling f- for, you know, f- to, to blow it up, blow up this season, which, you know, right. you can do both, I think. If you make yeah. a trade, it, it could serve you in the, in the present moment and serve you in the future, too. But, yeah. I mean, 
those trades aren't that easy. And no, I know. That's the thing. I mean, you know they're already looking into everything, probably every scenario. Yeah. Or if we're in, if we're not in. Well, that's in, it, right. Or you're right on the, right on the bubble there, which, <clears throat> you know, it's crazy. It kind of reminds me uh, of the year we, we won 10 in a row, you know, versus the year we lost 10 in a row. We, we got in the playoffs when we lost 10, and now they've gone five and then back the other way five. So it'll be interesting. I guess you got to give it a couple more weeks. I think and, so. And see, you know, like after this uh, break, after this all-star break, and see, see where they go from there. Yeah. Great question, though. Yeah, it is. It really is. Get banged that one around all day. I know. Not come up so with a decent things. answer either. Yeah, it's not a great answer, but it's. I guess it's what Danny and Jonesy and those guys feel that is really going to help the team in the next couple of years. You know, because that's what they're really shooting for. Although this is a, a bonus if we do get in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. But great question. Mm-hmm. That's a wrap, your nest. That's it. That's it. One forty-five. I feel like we haven't been here very long. Oh, well, been here a while. <laughs> 145. <laughs> Debo, nuts. Can't believe you still did that last night. Anyway, yeah, 145, buddy, in the books. Can you believe it? It's crazy. <laughs> like you. Just like, like me. Like that beard. Like it? No. 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 Well, it's going to grow a little longer <laughs> no, for you. God. Growing it just a little longer for you, Nass. You and Burnsy. Burnsy. That's a wrap. 145 in the books. Until next week for 146, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, subscribe. And until then, stay safe, knuckleheads. Yep. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.